My name is Danny, and uh, tonight Aaron's going to be talking about uh, truth, and I had a, uh, oh yeah, you can go ahead and be seated if you'd like, uh, and uh, I had an interesting story that uh, kind of goes along with truth, and I wanted to share that with you. Uh, in 2006, I had an uh, interesting opportunity with my university football team to go over to Sweden and play a couple teams, and uh, I, of course we played the teams and had to, uh, the chance to go around the city. And so I take a uh, ride along one of the subways and uh, get out of the subway in this place called Gamlestan, which is Swedish for Old Town. And as soon as I get out, all of the people in the subway take an immediate ride and go up the stairs and outside. And in front of me is this long hallway. Of course, it's, it's uh, lit up. I wouldn't go down a dark hallway in Sweden with, by myself. But uh, anyway, so I, I go down this hallway, and there's this guy sitting off to the, to the right of me. And... Uh, of course, we were there to play football, but I was also using it as kind of my own ministry opportunity. And I go up to the guy and introduce him, yada, yada, here's what we're doing. And, and I start talking about Jesus and, and uh, some of the cool things there. And, and uh, I mentioned something like, you know, and he is, he's the truth. That's, that's the truth, and, and that's real. And, and immediately he looked up at me, and he said, what is truth, and what, what is real? And right there, I was dumbfounded. I couldn't, I couldn't answer it. I had, I had no... Uh, explanation for it. I had no, nothing to, to, to tell him. And uh, so tonight, hopefully, we can kind of get the, some answers as to what is truth. And um, anyways, that's my story. And, and uh, so anyways, Aaron, uh, would you like me to pray? Um, Father, we just uh, thank you so much. Uh, you are huge. We thank you for uh, your, all, for just blessing us. Lord, forgive us where we fail you. I just pray uh, tonight that the words that uh, come out of Aaron's mouth are just come right from you, Lord. Uh, bless him. And uh, just help us to learn a little bit more about you. Help us to love you more, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you, Danny. Well, how about this? We are, yeah, we can clap. Come on, Shannon. Give it up for Danny. Yeah. I mean, we've got a huge crowd here tonight, so we're going to have a blast. We're going to have fun, right? Is that okay? Is that all right? Yeah, we're going to have fun. Uh, I'm looking at Garrett because he's actually at the beginning of my message. He didn't know that, but he's our, he's our illustration tonight. We're talking about truth. And so, so Garrett uh, went snowboarding. Look how it ended up for him. Didn't, it didn't end up so well. <laughs> how many of you have been snowboarding before? Nobody? Okay, yeah. I remember when I was trying to learn how to snowboard uh, and, and trying, to, trying to learn all the techniques and all that good stuff. It did, it, 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 it's hard. You, you hurt your wrist, you hurt your tailbone, you hurt all sorts of stuff until you kind of learn the truths of gravity and inertia. <laughs> you know, Until you learn those things, it's really hard and sometimes it doesn't end up really well in pins and rods and all that stuff. Uh, you know, truth. Let's talk, let's talk about truth even just in the realm of, of snowboarding, okay? Just for the realm of snowboarding, we're all X-game extreme snowboarders to be. Uh, but right now, we're at the base of the mountain, and, and we're kind of learning about snowboarding, all right? So we've never been snowboarding. We're at the base of the mountain. 
Uh, so our instructor comes up and he gives us like, okay, here's the, here's the points. One, two, three to make a good landing. Like how to hit a landing, how to form in the air, how to land, all that good stuff. Here's the good points. And we all memorize it, okay, whatever those points are. And, and we learn all the techniques and we learn all this stuff and, and we're knowing all this stuff and we're learning the, the truths of snowboarding. And, and then we get up and if somehow we make it on the lift. If you've ever tried it, it's really hard on a snowboard. And we get up to the top and we go for our first jump as hard as we can and, and, and we're going through all the, the things that we've learned in our head about snowboarding and how to have a dynamic jump and it just goes wrong from the beginning because we can't implement what, what we don't really know like we know the truth of snowboarding but we truly don't know the truths of snowboarding because we, 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 we've never done that and so X, X game people you know when you see them flying through the air and you see them doing all these cool tricks and and all this stuff. Think about the truths of snowboarding, of gravity and inertia. There was some point, probably, Mike Garrett, <laughs> like, like myself, that they had to learn the hard truths about how to do this thing. To the point where they practiced it over and over. To the point where now this truth of snowboarding, of gravity and inertia, becomes who they are. So they don't even have to think about the steps one, two, three. They don't have to think about their muscle memory. They don't have to think about all this stuff. They go up, and it's just who they are. They don't even have to calculate it anymore because they've done it so much, and it's just there. It's the truth of snowboarding, right? Well, today I want to talk about the truth and, and what is truth. And, and if you're, you're taking notes, this is kind of our aha truth or our aha line. So write this down, okay? Aha point that we're getting to, where we're going to land is this, knowing truth will set you free. Knowing truth will set you free. Like a snowboarder, they, they, if they just knew the truth in their head, it wouldn't go so well, would it? But knowing truth to the point where their body reacts to gravity and inertia sets them free and they can fly. They can do all sorts of cool stuff while snowboarding. So that's where we're going today. I, I, I kind of want to look at your Bible. If you have it, open it up to John uh, chapter 14, verse 6. We've gone through the I am's of Jesus Christ. We're continuing to go through them. And last week, uh, this verse may sound very familiar to you because it's the exact same verses we're doing last week. Last week, uh, John 14, 6, Jesus answered and said, I am the way which is what we talked about last week. I am the way, and then this week we're talking about the truth. And so, pretty easy verse. I am the way, the truth, and the, and the life. To set this up, if you don't quite know the story and where we're at, this is Jesus and his disciples, and, and this is a moment called the Last Supper. Often people refer to it as the Last Supper. What's about to happen is Jesus is, is going to go out, um, he's going to be surrendered, and, and he's going to end up dying on, on this cross for us, and, and so Jesus knows that this is about to happen. The disciples truly don't know what's coming yet, and so Jesus is giving his last bit of instruction to the disciples when he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. After he says that, he goes out, he prays, Roman soldiers come and get him, and he's taken away. And he's taken to a non-Jewish man, a non-believing man that, that doesn't believe in him. And if you will, turn in your Bibles to John 18, 38. John 18, 38. And this is, I want to ask us two questions tonight. The first is this. What is truth? 
Because you see, in John 18, 38, Pilate, this non-Jewish, non-believing man, looks to Jesus and says, what is truth? Kind of like the story that Danny just, just talked about, the man in the subway, you know, looking at Danny and saying, what is truth? Have you ever been asked that? That's, that's a pretty common thing nowadays for people just to say, what is truth? What is it anyway? It's kind of an ambiguous thing. How can we believe in this? What, what is it? You know, what is it? Well, Pilate asked that right then with Jesus standing there. And as I, as I read this little part of Scripture, and I'm thinking about Jesus, and I'm thinking of, about Pilate being right there, I'm thinking about Pilate specifically, because the world around us daily is asking this question, what is truth? Everyone claims to, to be truth. Everyone claims to know what truth is. So people around us are very confused. They're saying, what is truth? Here's, here's something about truth. Until you encounter truth, everything is a deception. Does that make sense? Let me me read it again. Until you encounter truth, everything is a deception. Pilate, he's sitting there, and he's talking with Jesus. And, And, you know, sometimes people say when Pilate's talking to Jesus that he said it in a very cynical way to Jesus. What is truth? He's kind of, kind of making fun of it. I'm, I'm not sure what his tone was or, or what his purpose was of even asking this, but here's the fact. He didn't know truth. And if he didn't know truth, that, mean, that means everything in his life to this point has been a deception. So it's no wonder that people are walking around and finding us in subways and finding us at our workplaces and finding us wherever we go, and they're saying, what is truth? Because nothing in their life has been concrete. So until you find truth, encounter truth, everything is a deception. Now I want to go back to our, our original verse, our original text. It's John 14, 6. So go right back to there, because that's, that's where everything's stimming today, tonight, this evening, this glorious, wonderful, beautiful day. It's so nice out there. Man, we should have this outside, Danny. This is good. Yeah. John 14, 6. Let's let's read it out loud. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And that's powerful. That's that's such power in those words. There there was a, a writer, there was a priest, and his name was Thomas A. Kempis. Okay, and, and I came across some of his writing this week, and, and, and he wrote specifically about this verse right here, and, and it kind of is really cool. So I, I want to read it, okay? This is what he says. I am the way and the truth and the life. And Thomas writes and says this. Without knowing the way, there's no going. If you don't know the way, there's no going. You've got to know the way. Without knowing the truth, there's no knowing. Because everything's a deception, right? Without knowing the truth, there's no knowing. And without, uh, without the life, there is no living. So as we look at this verse, and Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If we look at way like we did last week and, and this week, if we look at truth, knowing is such a huge part of truth. Without truth, there is no knowing. Does this make sense? Without truth, there's no knowing. Something cannot be known unless it's truth. It's just deceptions. And so I, I want to kind of point it out like this, okay, and say it's like I'm going to sit in this chair right here. Is, is there a chair here? Is there? Yeah, there is a chair there. 
That's truth right there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit in this chair. I may think that it's absolute truth. It's, 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 it's not truth. I mean, I, I may think it's a chair, it's th- but there's no chair there. If, if there's no chair there, then, then it's not real. I just think it is. As I go through life and as people go through life, man, truth is, is especially in America, we often say truth is something that we know. And when we know, where is, in, especially in American culture, where do we know it? In our head? If we know something, we know it in our head. Is that right? But knowing is so much more than that. Like the snowboarder knows the truth of gravity and inertia. He doesn't just know it in his head. He knows it in his entire body. And so if Jesus says, I am the way and the truth, if we're looking at truth and we know truth, it's not just a head knowledge. It's a complete body. We know this. To know is an everything. It's not just a thought. So when Pilate asked this question, what is truth? He, he couldn't actually see the truth that was right in front of him. Jesus Christ, the man of Jesus Christ, right there. He couldn't see it. And the, the, the thing that's even a little more sadder than that to me is that maybe Pilate is sitting there and he's asking an honest question. What is truth? And truth is sitting there. Jesus himself is sitting there. And Pilate decides to reject that truth. Man, that's hard. Deception is empty. You can believe a false reality. And Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. And to have life to the full, we need to know who Jesus is. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth. And it's not just a no in the head, but it's a no. We know. From the core of who we are, we know. Here's our aha point again. I want to repeat it. Knowing truth will set you free. The snowboarder can't just know truth in his head, her head. He's got to know truth. Well, here's the second question I want to ask. The first one um, let me, let me back up here. The, the first one was this, what is truth? And the second one is this, what happens when I collide with truth? What happens when I collide with truth? And I want to turn to our last verse today. It's, it's in John 8, 31 through 32. John chapter 8, 31 through 32. I'll give you a second to get there. This is Jesus speaking earlier, and he says this. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Verse 32. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now what I want to ask us in this verse is, what happens when I collide with truth? Have any of you been in a car wreck? Anyone? I mean, I have. It's ugly, and it's nasty, okay? You, you just don't experience a car wreck in your head, do you? I mean, I, I, mean, I was in a, it was, a, it was a, a car wreck on Monarch, and now when I hear tires screech, or when I, when I, you know, I think of a car wreck, I hear it, 
I mean, I feel it in my bones. If you've ever been in a car wreck, it's not just up here. I mean, it's, it's an, a full body thing. You think it, you smell it, you see it, time slows down, your organs jump, your heart races, you know it, you feel it. I mean, it brings back everything. So what happens when I collide with truth? You can't just have truth and go, oh, I got it. It's impossible because if you just got it, you don't have it. Like when you collide with truth, it's a full body. (laughs) So I want to look at this verse. Let's look at these two verses again. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if, underline that, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then, underline then, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now, I want to look at this. This isn't like a, a cause and effect kind of thing. It's not like saying, do point one, you get point two. It's not that at all. What it's saying is simultaneously in movement, as it goes, as you grow, you are set free. It's truth that is guiding our life. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I I love this. Okay, and then I want to look at the word really, okay? If you hold to my teaching, you you are really my disciple. Really my disciple. Then you will know, underline know, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. A real disciple knows the truth. Who is who? Jesus. And he sets you free. It's not something that you can just pick up from books. It's not something that a great preacher can preach about in a message and you suddenly get it. A real disciple knows the truth and the truth sets them free. Not just a head knowledge. I want to talk about this. Okay, if it sets us free, then what does it set us free from? What are we set free from? I know what I'm set free from. I'm set free from, I'm no longer a slave to sin. If I know truth, I'm set free. If you know truth, you are set free, and you're no longer a slave to sin. And so when deception comes, I'm not a slave to deception, to addictions, to performances. I'm not a slave to performing. I'm not a slave to depression, to bondage, to guilt, to doubt, to tradition. I'm not a slave to earning God's love. I'm not a slave to doing. See, when I know who Christ is, And not just head, but I know it. And we're really following the truths of God. He sets us free. And he says, it's not about you doing, but it's about you being. Being. Oh, here we, we keep coming back to this be, do, be thing at Project Salt. Because it's, it's, man, it's me from the beginning. It's me from the core. Like there's a moment in my life when I've said, Jesus, I need you and I want you and I've surrendered my life to you. And he says, that's awesome. And, and I've changed my identity from who I am to whose I am in Jesus Christ. And then because I'm a human, I go, okay, cool. I love you. Now what do I got to do? I mean, what do I got to keep doing to earn this love, God? And that's oftentimes where Christians, we lose it. It's not about that. 
It's about being because we're set free to be who Christ has created us to be. Does that excite you? It excites me. Because look at this list that I just randomly came up with. We are no longer slaves to sin of deception, addiction, performance, depression, bondage, guilt, doubt, tradition, earning God's love and doing. We are set free. Man, that's exciting to me. So that's what we're set free from. Now the question that I really get excited about is what are we set free for? We are set free for life lived, knowing truth, and living for the kingdom. Man, we are set free so we will know the truth. He will set us free and we can live for the kingdom of God. Being, finding our identity in who he is. I want you to, we, we've talked about this before, and this may be a good question just to write down and for you to think about right now. Okay, here's, here's the question. When we are set free, everything begs the question, how do I glorify God in my relationship to blank? And I, I can leave that blank open because everything begs that question. In my relationship to this now very cold cup of coffee, <laughs> in my relationship to this, how can I use this to bring God glory? Everything begs that question when we have the kingdom in mind, when we have the bigger picture in mind, when we're in love with God and he set us free. We can't wait to tell and share of this freedom of the person of Christ and what he's done to us. And so everything begs the question, how can I glorify God in my relationship to this? in my relationship to my work, in my relationship to my car, in my relationship to music, in my relationship to my health, in my relationship to my marriage, in my relationship to being a dad, in my relationship to everything begs that question. What are we doing with our finances to let people know that God loves them? What are we doing with them? What are we doing with the burdens that are in our heart? What are we doing? Everything begs that question. And it's not about us doing, but because we love God so much and his truth has set us free and we know him, our entire being knows him, everything begs that question and we wake up because we're so excited because nothing is normal anymore. That simple cup of coffee can show someone how much God loves them. Man, is that good? That's awesome. I think of I think of uh, I, I think of Ashita. I think of the band. I think of Jeremy. I think of these songs. I mean, he he wrote ransom. You know that he wrote ransom. Those words are so powerful. And they've been in the studio recording the last of their vocals, and I've been praying for them all week. But I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud of Jeremy. You know why? Because music. Begs the question to him, how can I glorify God in my relationship to music, to my talent, to a stupid guitar? How can I use that 
to glorify God. <laughs> I used to be a, a, a student pastor. I used to work with high schoolers and junior hires. And No, junior hires, I never worked with them. I couldn't stand junior high. I, I did fifth and sixth grade. That was awesome. But something happens in seventh and eighth grade. I'm just like, you're a little turd. I'm going to kick you aside. So I skipped that age group and went right up to high school. And, and, I, and I remember I would sit down with students. And oftentimes, you know, the best ministry, the best, the, the best time of connecting with God was over a cup of coffee with a student. You know, just having good conversation. And I remember sitting down with multiple students. And, and oftentimes I would get that call at like 1130 at night. Hey, Aaron, I'm in deep doo-doo. Please meet with me. And so I would go down to the coffee shop and this high school guy would, would start, you know, telling me about his situation and what do I do in life. And, and, and I remember multiple times sitting there and sharing truth, opening the word of God and sharing truth with this high school guy. And this high school guy crying and Man, thank you. Yeah, you know the right words to say. I know how to live my life now. And I never left those moments celebrating. You know that? I never did. Because to me, it's just head knowledge. That high school guy, it was just head knowledge. You know when I started celebrating? Is when that high school guy I saw a week later or two weeks later or six months later, that truth radiating out of him. Because that truth had suddenly jumped off of these pages into this guy's head somehow. And then his head somehow affected his body. And I'm like, ah, now you got it. Like you didn't even, I mean, truth, you, don't, you, you can't just get it up here. I mean, it's just factual stuff. But until you get it, you're not set free. So I remember those moments. Those were the moments that I would celebrate. I'd be like, you got it. You are set free from that, man. Those are the moments we're celebrating. They knew the truth. Our aha moment, our aha landing point today is this. Knowing truth will set you free. That's not knowing just in your head. Knowing truth will set you free. And who is the truth? Jesus is the truth. I want us all right now just to, just to um, maybe just clo- close our eyes and, and uh, just think about this for a minute. Man, because this is exciting stuff. There's a world of people out there that are hurting and they're believing deceptions. And it's not truth. You can't believe something that's not there. This chair does not exist right here. It is not truth. Jesus is truth. And so I want us all just to kind of think about this for this moment and even for tomorrow morning. What does this mean for us tomorrow morning? Do you know truth? And when I ask that, it's obvious. I ask you, I ask you, Do you know Jesus Christ? And it's the knowing that we just talked about, not just head knowledge. It's an entire being. Do you know who Jesus is? Do you know truth? Is he right in front of you? Like Pilate was talking to him face to face. And are you rejecting him? 
man, I hope not. He's the truth. He sets you free. And I want you to ask yourself, are you living in this freedom? Are you living in it? Or are you still a bondage, a slave to these sins of depression and addiction, performance, depression, guilt, doubt, whatever? Your list could go on forever. Do you celebrate? Do you clap? Do you dance? Do you shout? Do you laugh? Do you jump enough over this freedom? Or do you walk around clammed up? If this truly has set you free, man, we should be standing on the tallest building in Greeley and shouting out to all of northern Colorado about this truth because it has set us free. That is so cool. That is so cool. And then I want us to think about this. Does everything in our life beg the question, how can I glorify God in my relationship to my thoughts, my finance, my marriage, my workplace, my actions, my freedom? Are you using absolutely everything that you have as a tool to further the kingdom of God? If not, why not? Because we know knowing truth will set us free. Others need to know this truth. I want us right now just to just continue to sit here, continue to spend time with God. Because this is good stuff. One of the coolest things about being a Christian and Christ follower is we get to just worship, worship, worship God who has set us free. So I want us to go into a time of that right now. We're, we're giving you some, some opportunities to do that in the back are three tables. They're identical. And, and on these tables, you can continue worshiping God by going back and, and practicing communion. And that's simply grabbing that piece of bread and dipping it in that grape juice and, and partaking of that and eating that and remembering what God has done for you. Like he has died on the cross for you and that is such a cool thing and that's the moment that we were set free. We cannot take that for granted. And maybe it's been a while since we've really sat and soaked in the power of that. And so I want to give us the opportunity to go back and to do that whenever you feel comfortable doing that. Also back there are are connection cards. Maybe God's laying something incredibly deep on your heart or a prayer on your heart or something back there. And I I would like you to go back there and and just worship God through that. There's also giving boxes back there, giving financially. Can we worship God? Absolutely with our finances we can. So maybe that's a way that you worship God. Maybe you're going to stand and clap and sing and jump of this freedom and you're going to sing out to God and tell him how awesome he is. You're going to worship him with your voice. That's awesome. Maybe you're going to go to the side and you're going to lay down, prostrate on the ground, and you're going to just pray and worship God there. I'm not sure what he's asking you to do. Maybe you need to talk to me. Maybe you need to talk to someone or pray with someone. I'll be back there as well. But this is a moment for you to worship God. Because he set us free. And he is the truth. So let us stand right now and just continue worshiping him.
however he's calling us to do. God, thank you for setting us free.